This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is Trey. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. A couple things making the news that might be worth thinking about. Uh, I do not like pop quizzes. I certainly didn't do well on them when I had to take them. And this one is not for a grade. It's just sort of for your own edification. How many of the past 10 speakers of the House can you name? Pelosi, Boehner, Ryan, most will recall. But what about before that? Some remember Newt Gingrich was the speaker, but who else? Maybe, maybe if you follow politics a lot, you may remember Denny Hastert. You may remember the circumstances that kind of saw him rise to that position. But I mean, we're talking about someone who was third in line for the presidency. Though I mean, the way I count, some people say second in line, but third in line for the presidency. And I wonder out, out of the past 10, how many can we name? And then if we can pass that part of the pop quiz, what does the speaker really do? There is a robust debate or argument or negotiation going on right now over who will be the next speaker. Uh, What you probably already know is what's happened so far. The Republicans nominated Kevin McCarthy from California. Uh, And when I say nominated, They go into a room. It's just Republican members. It's not the members that lost or are retiring. It's the ones that just won. It's the ones that are going to be serving in the next section of Congress. They go into a room. Anyone who wants to run can run. You can be nominated. I guess you can nominate yourself if you want to. doesn't speak uh, too well to a lot of grassroots support if you're having to nominate yourself, but be that as it may. Uh, Kevin McCarthy won with 85% of the vote. Uh, Representative Andy Biggs from Arizona was nominated and also voted on, and he received the remaining 15% of the vote. You probably also read that Nancy Pelosi will not seek another term as the leader of her soon-to-be minority party. She'll stay in the House, but she will not seek another term as the leader on the Democrat side, and that Steny Hoyer and Mr. Jim Clyburn from South Carolina will not run either. Mr. Clyburn may run for another leadership position, but there's there's change afoot on the other side of the aisle. Democrats are likely to nominate a congressman from New York named Hakeem Jeffries. So let's imagine, uh, and this is probably not far off, let's imagine it's a race between Hakeem Jeffries and Kevin McCarthy to become speaker You have to get a majority of the votes cast. The maximum membership of the House is 435. So flashing my math skills, 218 gets it if everyone votes. Now, some might vote present. That certainly happened 
while I was there, either either as a form of protest or, I mean, God knows why. I mean, I I remember Republicans. I don't want to digress, but I'm going to do it anyway. I remember Republicans kind of ridiculing, uh, and appropriately so, then Illinois legislator Barack Obama for voting present. Uh, but some may vote present. Some may skip the vote altogether. Not sure what else you have that's more important than than voting for the Speaker of the House. Um, I missed it due to a snowstorm my last session there. But um, so things do happen. So some may skip it or get caught in transportation snag. So you have to have a majority of the votes cast. I mean, that's easy enough. Now for the hard part. What does the speaker actually do? I mean, if you were sitting in a classroom and your teacher passed out a piece of paper and said, you have to write everything the Speaker of the House has to do, you know, by Constitution, what is he or she required to do? And then you have to kind of delineate between other not necessarily constitutional responsibilities, but things that are kind of thrust upon the speaker. I mean, what what would you come up with? I mean, we know we've already discussed the speaker is the way I count third in line for the president. It's president, vice president, speaker of the house. But we also know the speaker of the house does not even have to be a member of the house or an elected office at all. So it is possible for someone who has never been elected to anything through extraordinary tragedy, become the president of the United States. So other than praying for the good health of the vice president and the president, what else does the speaker do? I mean, we know the speaker sits beside the vice president and tries to stay awake during the State of the Union. We've seen that on television. I mean, the hardest decision the speaker has to make then is whether to clap or whether to stand up or whether to sit on his or her hands. What else? What does the Speaker of the House do? I mean, the Speaker does make appointments to some committees like Intel and Rules. I'm, and, and I'm speaking on the Republican side. I, I don't know what Democrat speakers do. They make appointments to some committees like Intel and Rules. They preside over the House. But you and I both know whenever there's literally nothing else on television and we flip over to C-SPAN, it's very rare that the Speaker himself or herself actually sits there and presides. It is designated to someone else. Nancy Pelosi, John Boehner, Paul Ryan are not going to sit there and listen to speeches or debate all day long. So what does the speaker actually do versus what is it we sort of expect a speaker to do, but really anyone else can, which kind of raises this, this flaw in human nature, I think. I'll probably get this wrong. I think Dr. Freud referred to it as projection. I don't know what the right term for it is, but whatever we're frustrated about, whatever we're upset about, whatever we're disappointed about, we have a tendency to kind of project that onto someone else. Someone else should have done something. Some other group should have done something. If only this group had done it. If only John Boehner had done this. If only Paul Ryan had done that. If only Nancy Pelosi. If only Newt Gingrich. There are some Republican members who have already announced they are not going to vote for Kevin McCarthy. There were Republican members who did not vote for Boehner. I don't recall any that didn't vote for Paul. No, no, actually, I do. I do. I do recall one because he was first in line to shake Paul's hand after Paul gave his first speech as the new Speaker of the House. So 
I take that back. There were members who did not vote for Boehner or Ryan. You don't hear much criticism of Nancy Pelosi from her folks, but you've heard a lot of criticism about Republican speakers of the House. And so I guess my question is why? What is it they are not doing that only they can do? They don't vote. It is rare for the Speaker of the House to vote. They can't make you vote a certain way. I mean, maybe back in the old days, they could take you back into a smoke-filled room, which, by the way, you can't smoke in the Capitol, so it certainly wouldn't be a smoke-filled room now. They Maybe in the old days, they could take you into a room and browbeat you or coerce you or threaten you. Those days are gone. There's, there's really nothing they can give you and nothing they can take away. I mean, in theory, I guess they could not put you on the committee that you most wanted. But number one, they need help from the steering committee to be able to pull that off. And number two, you don't have a right to be on whatever committee you think you ought to be on. They do control the floor in a sense that they control the rules committee, which means what comes to the floor when it's voted on. So I'm not saying the speaker doesn't have any power. Of course, the speaker has power, of course. But I'm wondering if part of what is happening now and has happened in the past is this projection of frustration or disappointment or anger or angst onto a name we know um, because we can't project it on ourselves, God forbid, and we're not going to project it on the names we don't. I think what people are looking for in the speaker is a party leader someone who can message or communicate or hold press conferences. But I'm going to be honest with you. Any member can do that, especially this day and age. I mean, in the old days, you hold a press conference, maybe nobody shows up. You don't need a press conference now. I mean, there are members of Congress that would be completely anonymous if it were based on merit or legislative achievement. But through media, and social media, their household names. So is it really the speaker's responsibility to be the primary messenger or communicator for one conference or the other? I mean, John Boehner, I'm sure, had a lot of good qualities. Um, he was not, uh, and he'd be the first to tell you this, he was not the best public speaker God ever created. Uh, I think Paul was better but I'm not even sure Paul would say that that was like his strongest quality. I don't think Kevin McCarthy would tell you that that is his strongest quality. So is that what we want in a speaker? Someone who is the best at handling unfriendly questions, which is all you're going to get from the congressional media gaggle. Is that what we're looking for? And third in line for the presidency, someone who can coin a phrase or turn a phrase or give some pithy comeback to some reporter from the Hill or Politico? Is that, is that what we're looking for? So what does the speaker do? What, what are we looking for in a speaker? What are some things we expect the speaker to do that quite candidly any member of Congress can do? I mean, there is nothing keeping fill-in-the-blank member of Congress from trying to take a public perception lead on an issue. It may be that no one wants to follow them. It may be that they're just out for a walk by themselves, but there's nothing to keep that person. We've seen it. We've seen it over the last four to six years. Members of Congress, some of whom aren't even chairpersons of committees, 
kind of take the lead as issues are debated that are of national import or significance. So we're getting ready. We're headed towards a public fight between now and January 3rd, and perhaps even after that over speaker. So I do think it's fair for us to ask, what does the speaker actually do? What is the role? Why is that role so important beyond simply being third in line for the presidency? Is it that important, so important, or if it is that important or so important, do you want someone who didn't even want the job initially? I mean, only two people ran, and one guy got 85% of the vote, but it only takes five. It takes five GOP members to stop anyone from becoming Speaker of the House. So I, I read an article, whether it's true or not, I don't know that five members have already decided they're not going to vote for Kevin McCarthy. Okay. That means he is not going to get to 218. I can promise you, uh, not, uh, Kevin doesn't just have five people that would band together and say, well, we're not going to vote for the next person. It's more like 50. So five people band together and say, it's not Kevin McCarthy. 50 people band together and say, well, it's not this person. 20 people band together and say, well, it's not that person. I mean, all of which, is within their rights to do. It's within their rights to do it. I'm just wondering to what end, to what purpose, and for us to evaluate the worthiness of this internecine battle that we're about to witness, I think it's helpful for us to ask, what is it exactly that we expect from the speaker? What are we looking for? I guess it's possible. I mean, if you're driving, I don't want you to like laugh out loud or off the side of the road, but I, I guess it's possible. It's so tight. I guess it's possible a Democrat could actually wind up as a Speaker of the House. I would hope, I would hope the Republicans are smart enough and good enough vote counters that that doesn't happen. But it is, uh, the Republicans are going to have to figure out. I mean, they had a primary, a guy won with 85% of the vote. Now, five people say, Heck no, we're never voting for that person. I, where does that end? I, if I, you can get five people to to say they're gonna they're gonna vote for fill in the blank. They're gonna vote for Tony Romo, which might not be a bad idea. Actually, we'll be right back with more of the Trey Gowdy podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The murder of four Idaho college students uh, has captured the interest of the country. Four young people with their whole lives ahead of them stabbed to death in their own home. You do not have to be a parent or a grandparent to know this is the worst thing any family can ever go through. But if you are a parent or a grandparent, you are heartbroken right now. This tragic loss and the killer um, or killers have not been caught. But catching a killer is not the end of the story. There's also a prosecution that follows. And we have seen very high-profile arrests that did not result in convictions. There is so much attention placed in this country on arrest, on making an arrest. Yes, that is the first step. 
Absolutely. But that's when the process starts. That is not when the process ends. An arrest without a conviction or a guilty plea is of no use to the family and friends of those killed. Most crimes are solved in the hours following the crime. The longer it goes, the odds go down. And we also know that it usually takes some combination of science or forensics and people talking. That's what solves crimes. Yes, cops and investigators and folks that process crime scenes, forensic analysts, scientists, they work their tails off. But it's usually some combination of forensics or science and people talking. Someone out there must know something. Even if it's small, even if you think it's inconsequential, speak up. The worst thing that can happen is the information doesn't prove to be helpful. That's the worst thing that can happen. And that's okay. Time is almost always of the essence in these cases. Fingerprints and DNA are only helpful if you have a suspect to compare them with or if the fingerprints or the DNA is in a database somewhere. So even, and I don't know that they have either DNA or fingerprints, but you still have to have someone to match them to or a database. So it is all of our worst fears. I mean, we statistically, we're much more likely to be killed by somebody who knows us, but we don't think in those terms. We don't think that people that claim to love us or people that are family members or friends or even acquaintances, we just don't think that they're going to kill us. It is that stranger crime that we live in fear of. It's rare. So it will be interesting to see whether this truly was stranger crime or whether it's more targeted. Lastly, uh, the former president was in the news over the holidays for having dinner with Kanye West and a white supremacist. I am sure that I have taken pictures with folks at the airport or sporting events or out and about without having a clue who that person was. I'm sure that I have responded to emails. Well, I know I do. I do it every Sunday night after my show. I try to respond to emails and I don't necessarily or even not necessarily. I don't know the people. It could be that I get an email from someone that if I knew more about that person, maybe I would not respond at all. I probably took meetings in Congress uh, with folks that in hindsight, I would not have if I had known everything. I say took meetings. I mean, sometimes people stop you in the hallway. Sometimes people come to committee and they want to know if you can walk out for a second. Uh, my staff was absolutely fantastic at making sure I knew who I was talking to and about what. So I understand that mistakes can be made. I, I do understand that. I can think of no explanation for meeting with a white supremacist, period. End of analysis. I, I, I wouldn't meet with Kanye West, but the former president knows him and says he was trying to help. How in the world staff or Secret Service or whoever allows a white supremacist to eat dinner with a former president of the United States? Which leads to the final question I'm going to pose for you, and then you can let me know what you think. What are the qualities you are looking for in a leader? What, what are the characteristics you would rank the highest if you were picking someone to lead your business or lead your community or lead your state? And are those kind of people 
even running for office anymore? And if not, why not? So a lot of questions. Let me know what you think. I hope you have a great week uh, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Take care. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.